0: Welcome to the Mindful Surfer podcast with myself, Will Foster, and my co-host, Liam Morgan, who has done three things just recently. Number one, showered me in the nude. That's the first thing. Secondly, he's been using his iPhone for introduction music because our editor is away. So well done, dude, for holding out your phone to the microphone just then. Professional. And thirdly... He shut the windows to what can only be described as the sound of someone strimming
1: their, their bush outside. Take that as you will. Either that or it's someone on a um, very small motorbike. Y- yeah. Just doing circles. <laughs> <laughs> so put up with us this, this week, guys, because our editor
0: is away um, doing his exams. Big shout out to Marin. What a lovely human being. He's been amazing to us. And... Uh, yeah so we've got no editor and we've got someone streaming their bush outside so so it's just raw and ready this uh, this this week isn't it raw and ready and that one that is one mighty bush of pubic hair that they're getting t- stuck into right now if you can actually hear the streaming they are cutting into some deep fibers there holy moly now it took me it's taken me 2 weeks to qu- talk about pubic hair that's quite a delay dude for me that's quite a substantial that's a fortnight of no pubes that's a non pube fortnight
1: yeah. Try What's not, happening? Try not to fit it all into this show. Because <laughs> we can't cut it out, <laughs> metaphorically speaking. Careful what you say. Whoa, careful. be careful.
0: How much do we have to... I think that we have to get rid of a fair
1: bit most weeks. I think Marin's... S- cut, things the I The cutting say. floor in Marin's podcasting editing studio must be just littered. Strewn. Littered with the debris. That comes out of William's mouth.
0: <laughs> now, listen, listen. Tell the listeners about The Naked shower and how was it yes. for you as well? please,
1: for the sake of all of our health, clear this thing up. So, like, we had had a lovely surf, which I'm sure we'll talk about because it is a show about surfing. And post-surf, Will has, you know, in dusty car parks, a ritual of pouring a uh, large uh, bottle, recyclable bottle of water... Uh, that he brings with him, over his head. And in this instance, he required some assistance, so I duly obliged and I tipped what was a tepid bottle of water over William's head in order to allow him to rinse off the the, the salt water from what was an incredibly epic surf. Incredibly epic surf. Into a very pissy
0: wetsuit, let's be perfectly frank. And those surfers who say to me, I don't piss my suit. They are lying <laughs> in your face, you telling me you don't wee in your suit that is utter wee wee right there you didn't you I think, but you're the camel dude you you store water in your cells in a very, very unique way. I don't know where you store it, how you do it, but you I think
1: you go surfs without weeing in your suit. Is that right? Depends if I uh, well I'm getting, now that I'm getting a lot better at hydrating my myself, and the body, and cells, and all that, because I'm trying to kind of uh, take our advice and, and do the things that might make my well-being uh, better. I drink a lot more, so yeah, the, 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 that, uh, with the things that come along with in, uh, drinking more water is um, increased trips to the toilet, even yeah. if that is in your wetsuit. Thank you. Go. But um, there you go. If anybody's still listening after that intro, <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome back. <laughs> well, let me just put a shout out to my
0: dear wife. Who puts up with so much from me anyway. And one of the things she has to put up with is a bathroom smelling roughly of seaweed, sand and wee, salt kind of smells most weeks, basically. Hanging in the shower in my wetsuit. and, And to us, I mean, it's a bit like, you know, the dog. Does the dog know it stinks of, of shit? No, no. The dog's just, oh, my God, I've got this lovely scent on me. Yeah. You know when spaniels roll yeah. in fox shit?
1: Oh, no. And
0: they go, oh, my God, I smell of, you know, Chanel. Yeah. Oh, look, come over here. I'm a yeah, doggy. Yeah. I, I stink of shit. I yeah. smell amazing. They they think they smell amazing. It's the same with wetsuits. I don't think my
1: wetsuit's that bad. Yeah, but I think you, you get used to your own aroma, don't you? That's what happens. Now, I think we're probably two of the only people in the UK as well, who don't have these sea monster hangers that seem to have propagated that entire social media world. You, have you seen this? Of, of surfing, you mean? They're, they're a hanger for your wetsuit that apparently helps it drain better. Whoa. It, it does your gloves and your boots and your wetsuit. Who knew? But I just put mine over the sort of shower kind of screen <laughs> to drip dry. That's what I do. And then hang it in front of the, the sort of stove, if you like, in the That's winter. It. And uh, and some of, sometimes leave it outside for too long and it gets sort of woodlouse in it. <laughs> well, you're particularly adamant about not putting on a wet wetsuit, aren't you? Yeah.
0: So that's where the, that's where the double comes in. a very extravagant thing to do having two wetsuits for your for your surf day, but it's worth doing. Yeah. No one likes putting on. Well, you might
1: li- you might like it. You're listening to this I'm, show. You might like putting on a pissy wet wetsuit, <laughs> but I don't. I've become fair weather surfer <laughs> because <laughs> it's it's like when boxers get that silk. Do you know the, it's called the silk sheet moment? That you, you work your way up, but once you've kind of won all the prize money and you sort of in your you get to sleep in silk silk sheets, you cannot possibly have the hunger anymore. And I, you know those days of sleeping in a tent in the winter or sleeping in your car in the winter and putting on a, an icy wetsuit, I'm too old for that at the moment. I'd like to keep keep a spare. It's worth the investment. That's a fucking that is a good shout. Yeah, I've maybe gone. I've gone. I've regressed in that department
0: though. So I'm I'm earning probably half. The income I did when I was working in London, when I was I was I was travelling down to surf. I was I was fucking out. I mean, honestly, dude, I, the amount I'd spend on my surf lifestyle at that point was unreal. Today, it's a it's and listen, you're probably thinking, no, he's lying. But for me, for me, uh, I have a, a much more minimalist uh, purchasing experience now with the, with the surf stuff. It ain't cheap. But the thing with, with the thing with any of these things is it's a philosophy as well. It's like, and we're going to come on to this later in the show, we're going to talk about yeah. buying stuff in surfing because it's really fun. But it also comes with a consequence too. You've got, to, you've got to balance it all out. And it's this thing where minimalism in your quiver isn't a bad shout at times. You know, there's, there's two, sides, two, two ways of looking at the quiver. One is, you know, what do I need in the quiver? And the other way of looking at it is, what do I need to get rid of? Do you know what I'm trying to say? Because it's that thing where it can become a bit of a clutter at the quiver. I know I've got a board too many at the moment. I'm going to mm-hmm. uh, put it on the market and whatever. Because um, it can slightly confuse. What I've found just lately with literage and boards in general is the quiver can start to confuse your mindset a little mm-hmm. bit. Depending what type of character you are. Um, it can put you in sort of like a... Do I want to be surfing like that? Or do I want to be surfing like this? Oh. And what kind of waves do I want to be surfing? Yeah. And how fit am I right now? Am I carrying three, four, five more kilos than normal? Or am I carrying five kilos less than normal?
1: There's a lot that goes into how you manage your quiver. Well, Apart from just the finances. <laughs> yeah, well, having looked at those balls, because we looked at some balls yesterday, and, I mean, you're talking 800 quid for some of these. What's it? The, the Sunday? By the fire- Firewire Machado Sunday. What a beautiful
0: yeah. bit of kit that is.
1: Yeah, but how much was it? Eight hundred and ten pounds, I think. Decent. That's a big, that's a chunk of notes. If you if you get five pound notes and you stack them up to eight hundred and ten quid, ooh, it's a decent. Rob, that's going to keep Rob Machado in red wetsuits for the rest of his life. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's how he can afford the hairdresser he has to keep his hair. Yeah, so
1: luscious. Do you want to One know how Rob Machado talks? Come on. Hey guys. <laughs> Will Foster's bought the Sunday. That's going to keep me in wetsuits for at least another three weeks. <laughs> Sorry, Rob Machado. Oh, now, Rob... now I've upset Kelly Slater, Matt Biolos, and Rob Machado. And Rob Machado. Ridiculous impression. i said that's, that that'd be quite a triple to, 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 to piss off in the surfing world, wouldn't it? Well, I think Kelly would never, ever, he, ever get in. invited to anything surf-related. <laughs> well, I think Kelly and, and Matt would just beat you up. Yes. It. And, but then Robert come along and say hey man that was just a lesson from the universe that kicking <laughs> so maybe that three are
0: yeah. kind of all. it's like a balancing yeah, it. yeah that kind of makes sense um, the surf yesterday was really really good oh. we, we, we kind of Liam and I as, as you're listening to the show maybe you're new to the show or if you're not you would have heard about this before but I have a like and liking for larger surf um, more powerful ways uh, I'm a bigger guy and it it helps me, but I also just enjoy it on a mindset front. And just maybe it's my rugby background. I don't know. Uh, I like it. I like that that rush and and, and I, lo- I love the challenge and all the stuff that comes with it. I like the smaller crowds, mm-hmm. way less crowded out there when it gets big um, and all the above. And you and I have got to know each other much better in these last few years. And this is why we started the show And and, and your surf journey has gone into where we live where it never gets big, really, uh, or very powerful, and that's been great. But then, obviously, we're going to travel mm-hmm. to other waves. And what we've encountered, you and I, uh, at times, is a bit of a sort of situation where I've, I've taken you out to certain spots, and those spots have been uh, pretty heavy, pretty big. And for lots of reasons, which we're going to discuss today in detail, things haven't quite worked out. But, as the universe is, it doesn't work out for a very good reason. Mm and the reason is a lesson there's always lessons always always lessons involved in 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 life in in particularly the challenges much more so than the successes and yesterday was at spot x we're not going to name the spot um a good drive from where we live an hour and a half in cornwall mm-hmm. um and it was i would say seeing seeing someone drop in on one on a foamy of awards it was triple overhead um, which makes it 15 to 18 foot faces, but rifling, perfect shape. There's one thing having closeouts at that size, which is just no fun, really, mm. unless you're Jamie O'Brien. On a foamy. On a on a foamy. But these were hurlers, and I remember there was this one wave that was just coming towards me, and it had this dark blue vibe to it that was just stretching right down the beach it's when we as surfers we've all seen those waves when they're coming towards us and we know it's absolutely perfect it's going to be you can see that there's this shoulder there's this really thick bit and when you have a thick bit and a shoulder it's going to fold through the shoulder and go and go and go and go and fold down the line and this thing was mesmerizing i tried to stall for the barrel at the beginning slightly shouldery vibes, sort of hit me on the head race down the line speed turns cutbacks little snaps and it just kept going and this was the nature of of a few of the ways that I had in that in in that hour and it's just amazing we've said this on the show many many times when you're going quicker on a surfboard as long as you're on the right board surfing is easier way way easier Because you just put your board on rail. You then more have to think about just your body positioning. Like get your arms right back. Really open up your stance. Look right back to the top of the ball. Be courageous. Be committed. It's all those kind of qualities. You haven't got to work so much at your physical like leg power, if that makes any sense. When you're not pumping to generate speed, you take away a lot of that workout element to surfing in the legs. It becomes much more about like control and balance Mm. and execution and commitment and it's it's a it's a more cerebral game at that point in some ways it's more mental it's more just about being focused and look down the line and stall for the barrel and whatever else as opposed to you know when we grovel and whatever um how was it for you dude talk
1: me through it well i mean i would call that yesterday magazine surfing because for me it's like the stuff that you've seen in the mags and it's it's on really, you know, virtually on our doorstep. And so it's really good to see those conditions in the UK and everything lining up to provide that. And it's hugely intimidating. You know, for, for me, as you as you know, and as Will said, the listeners, if you listen to this and you kind of heard where I came back into surfing and, and, and where I've been surfing is that kind of you look at some of that stuff and it's not, does not sit anywhere near my natural comfort zone. Swim it. without the board it feels better but when you start giving me equipment in in that kind of condition that I've got to sort of perform on in inverted commas it it sort of it starts to mess with the mind Um, but yesterday sometimes it all lines up doesn't it and the reason it lines up is probably because you bring to bear the experience of past what happened and the the learnings as long as you take those learnings out of there but it allowed also for the things that the guys at Ombi have talked about and we've discussed them on the show a couple of times and that you've said will where you start to actually surf so because there's power and size once you've got over the uh mental hurdle of being in that and, and actually just as a tip one of the things i did to allow me to kind of enjoy the session was instead of thinking oh, oh, oh i don't really like big waves i'm kind of going through this sort of mantra of i enjoy everything the ocean has to give me and and in doing that it starts to just become like any other day in any other session yes there's a sort of Awareness and an alertness because it's thumping, um, and it's at times it's sort of ditch dive uh, kind of getting out, getting out the back, isn't it? But once you're over that, the size, shape, power, um, quality of those waves allow you to think, oh, let me practice now the the lean. Uh, it's not pump; it's just the lean into the turn, and to allow the wave to kind of do the work really, and that weirdly while your heart's thumping, slows everything down for me. It was its just, it was quite an incredible session. You know, and I'm sure if you look back at video footage, you'd go, oh, oh, it didn't feel like that, as we've always talked about. But from a mindset hurdle, from an appreciation of the quality of waves, from the vibes that were in there, from the, just this sort of general, the day was all rolled into that session that we all the surfers just wait for. And when they're provided, you've just got to take them with, open arms and, and enjoy everything that it throws at you. But it was exhilarating, exhausting, frightening, yeah. Um, but not to the point that it impeded the enjoyment of the surf. But then mm. I think like anything that comes with, we started talking very almost back in the early episodes about trying to get that familiarity with certain things that then allow you to go beyond what was then your comfort zone. So, you know, my comfort zone as, a, as an improver if you like an an older an adult improver, is that you say well it's now stretched to somewhere else it's gone it's gone again and that feels good because you know that you you know you're not in your old comfort zone you found another one and you stretch that again and it's a, it's really it was really, it was a, it, 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 on a, on a number of levels both kind of spiritually and then physically uh from a surf perspective it was it was everything wasn't it really i mean we're going to rave about it but so well, good yeah
0: well, it's funny. What happens is, to the listeners, if you haven't heard this before, when when I go to choose a, sh- a shortboard with certain friends, yeah. that's when certain friends like yourself and and, and Ollie and and yourself and Ollie yeah. both on that improving yeah. scale, uh, as as am I. Uh, I've just got more years under my belt of being in different surf uh, and bigger waves. But um, I'll take like a groveler and, yeah. and a shortboard, shortboard for for pumping waves and a groveler for. Uh, stuff that's a bit smaller, a bit weak and whatever. And um, we got to the top of June and uh, you were standing there looking at the surf and Ponder again, I was thinking, what's he looking at? What's he, I wonder what he's thinking. And I got to the top and I looked down at the beach. I thought, saw that first set. I'm just like, fucking hell. I was like, woo, this is going to be interesting. And then straight away, I was like, "Shortboard." And as soon as I went, oh, it's shortboard." I could tell. I could tell you were like, "Oh for fuck, I've got a puddle jumper. I've got a fucking yeah. puddle jumper. This is great. Yeah, this is great." Wheels getting out is lovely, pointy, yeah. narrow nose, yada yada board. But in the end, the puddle was great because what grovelers can do is they can get you in early. They get you in early, and that is that ledge of confidence. That you know, we all know is that bit when you're going for a wave and it's steep and it's bigger. You should get. In and over the hump, over the ledge, get that ball gliding, and then bang, you're up. And that is a real confidence generator. And if you're not trying to go vertical on the wave yet, and you're not trying to store for the barrel, arguably, grovelers are better step up boards than your standard shoreboards. And listen, I was on a shoreboard yesterday, and it allowed me to take off quite late. And I was kind of, I had the angle and and nose rocker on my board to store for barrels because with boards that, that have. Bend in them. Mm. That bend sits with the bend of the wave. That's why boards that, that are designed for better waves or better what's better, more 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 steep, more punchy waves, curvy waves. You have to have a board that has curve in it. Yeah, because if you've got curve, you need curve to fit in that curve, right? And when you're on a board that's like a shortboard you can you know you can really stall for the barrel and do more vertical maneuvers. But the the, the board you're on yesterday in the end was absolutely spot on. So to anyone listening who's on. A journey where you're you, you, you're wondering, you know, do I go for my groveler or do I go for my shortboard? It's sometimes actually can be you can end up having the surf of your life
1: on those rounder nose boards. Yeah, and it's it's kind of taking the choice element by just taking one board. Yeah, you, what you lose in some things you gain in others because you, yes. you've got no choice but to go in and try. You know, it's the same. It's a bit like Steve Jobs when he had, you know, everything in his wardrobe was the same black turtleneck and faded jeans. So you never have to worry about making a decision, being the, like going through the board rack. It's almost as if you open your board cabinet or your rack and you go, oh, I've got a 5.2, five, five, 5.3, five, 5.4, five, five, of all the same board or <laughs> whatever. Um, and, you know, there was an element of that. But because it's PU as well, and we were discussing that, it sinks a little bit more than the epoxies, doesn't it, that you were explaining. And it's an, on a thruster. And it's it's kind of, it's a six zero, so it's 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 not it's not as voluminous as the one that i tried that was yours that time. And it actually worked really, really well because what it does is exactly that you're in early and, and you start to trust because if you surf, surf the same board all the time, you know what it does. And it, although varieties can be a great thing. Actually, if you get used to one board, you you know where, you know what the board is going to do in such different situations. And I have to sort of actually just mention the Ombi guys as well. and, And this is something that we've talked about a lot is the confidence of getting more and more back to the takeoff, where you're taking off more in the critical section of the wave, where it's sort of starting to foam and barrel, is really rather than racing out down the face of it, which is which is what I used to do. I mean, I admit that now. I was always trying to take the say, what I thought was a more forgiving route, but actually allowing yourself to be pushed by the wave into the wave. So you, it, it 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 does slow everything down as well. You, it doesn't mean that you're going up really quickly. You kind of are, but. It it feels better. It starts to feel more comfortable, and then everything after that is just about leaning and looking. And I, and and that board did me some great favors yesterday.
0: It's so so cool.
1: The the thing about
0: boards is we are all in this game of I say all. I mean I'd say I I, I would just say completely on my own estimation yeah. of the friends I've had in surfing myself included that 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 we're probably. Uh, all in this quest of the next board and what's mm. the journey and whatever, and that provides in a tremendous amount of joy. You know, looking at boards and the idea of it could do this and it could do that, and where where could it take you? What parts of the world could it take you? What parts of the wave could yeah. could it take you to? Where where could it take your mind? It's a it's a it's a it's a it's an expansion of your consciousness, really, because the growth mindset is a mindset that says um, I'm always yeah. going to be looking. I'm always going to be seeking. And, and, and then, but there's a flip side to that. And the flip side to that is, like we said at the beginning of the show, that the quivers can, can, can fuck with your mind a little bit. Because you can go, I've done this tons of times, dude, as you well know. Yeah. I've been on a board wishing I was yeah. on another one.
1: Yeah. And it's a really tricky game there. You've got to let it go. Just be on the board you're on. Enjoy the board you're on. Well, I, I, I was thinking about this. And, and we were talking about synergies between different sports, and like golf and surfing. And, and I thought about this in reference to the idea that I personally, I think, would like someone to give me a board every time before I surf, like a caddy. So essentially, you turn up at break and somebody on the beach will say to you, here, mate, surf this. You know. But somebody who kind of has spotted your style, likes seeing where you're at and just picks a board for you. And that, again, takes away any responsibility of choice from your own shoulders. And, and, and when you're given something like that, you have to just make the best of the situation. So true. And, I, and I, I'd love to try that vibe when it comes to surfing. It's, it's Surf Simply. Is it? Big shout out yeah. to them in Costa yeah. Rica. This yeah. is what they do. They look like a great outfit. And
0: check out their podcast. Great podcast, Surf Simply. Uh, we'll leave it in the show notes. Yeah. Um, those surf, surf coaching retreats yeah. are going to go. we got our uh, pubed yeah. trimmer back yeah. again. Give me one second, guys. I'm going to close that window. You done the front, he's gonna he's do t- the back now. Ha! <laughs> That's actually really funny for you, dude. <laughs> he's got a hairy arsehole and he's tucking into it.
1: I think um, people can guess that. Once, I know, I know. I didn't, it, I didn't it. need to say it. I didn't
0: need to say it. I was, didn't. There was a line I sort of treaded on it and then pissed over the other side. Um, and um, where was I? Uh, fuck was I saying? He's got my Biolas out He's there. He's got my Biolas <laughs> out there. He's, hey, what are you doing with that trimmer? <laughs> just in case he hadn't noticed. The first <laughs> just in case. Um, it's, the, it's, the, it's, it's the tyranny of choice. Choice is exactly what we're talking about. And it's just being able to, in the end, just enjoy the ball drawing. The, I, I, I really think that the, the surf coaching retreats, that's what I was talking about, yeah. are, that those retreats are going to double and triple and quadruple as these years roll on because what humans let alone surface but what humans are realizing is i think this is just my guess my people might better say no i do not think this is how humans are you've got way too much faith in humanity but i overall feel like people are going through a time in history where they're accepting help like never before and I don't know if that's just a crock of shit. I, you might have a statistician be able to tell me uh, that that is that is true or no, It's not true. But retreats, um, as, as we know, are just becoming dime a dozen. They're just everywhere. Um, but it's this idea of accepting help. I think that if you just have a moment now to sort of think about your circle and yourself, have you accepted the idea that you need help in a certain area of your life or or in particular, obviously you're surfing. Because if you have, you're part of that paradigm. And and I think that um I I just feel like surfers, and maybe it's that, you know, again, I've got too much faith in humanity here, but I feel like surfers are growing in humility. I feel like they're listening to a show like this, perhaps, and or they're listening to another podcast where it's about coaching and they and they're not putting up the shields like they used to, and they're going, oh fuck me. I don't need to be a dick about this. I don't need to be fronting up all the time. I don't need to be like pretending that I'm someone who I'm not. I can I can be even an absolute ripper at my local and go oh cool yeah you're not quite as good a surfer as, as me but you're on the beach watching me and you can give me a really handy tip what the hell's wrong with that like if my ha- if my left hand isn't far back enough when I do a cutback tell me yeah it's it, what the what the heck yeah what's wrong with that and you might not even be as good a surfer as I am but that's not what makes a great coach
1: it's we touched on this actually on a number of episodes, but it is really pertinent, I feel, to surfing, having experienced it myself. Is that it takes quite a lot of is the word soul searching, but also more actually honesty and re- reflection um, of f- looking at yourself and thinking, where am I authentically at on this? uh scale if you like where am i at and where do i want to get to and how do i get there and it's only in peeling all of those layers and looking at yourself in the cold light of honest appraisal whatever you're trying to improve in you know life generally and 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 then allowing giving yourself permission and allowing and accepting input in order to grow but it has to also come from within because As we say all the time, nobody is going to make you better, whatever you're trying to be, other than yourself. But you need good coaches around you in that in life. Once you've committed yourself to putting in the effort and the practice to make yourself better. Well said. Yeah. Well said. But it's not easy, and it's not easy in surfing because of the ego. Because and but I think well what you're saying is um, absolutely bang on to the point that almost we're giving ourselves permission as surfers which Mm. is a very egoic sport isn't it to admit authentically actually where we're at and it's not it's not a bad thing to say you're a beginner i had to get you i've been surfing for 20 years really nearly but it's only in the last three that i started to say where did i leave my surfing behind when i sort of stopped surfing properly um I was all right. I was getting there. But honestly, I was in, I would now put myself absolutely as I had to do in the beginner box. And for the reasons that I wasn't cutting back, I wasn't doing floats. I wasn't making critical manoeuvres on the wave, And I'm still not consistently. But back then, ego was strong as well because you're younger. And if somebody comes along and says, you're a beginner surfer, it feels like they're sort of insulting you beyond belief. There's almost, there's no, there's no bigger insult to say to somebody who thinks they're doing something well that they're actually not. So the person that is doing that thing not as well as they could be doing is the one who's got to face up to the fact that that's the, the raw truth. It's so true.
0: And we wear those labels very heavily. Yeah.
1: I am advanced or I am intermediate
0: or I am beginner. Yeah. And they have uh, pros and cons. And the pro is that you can go to a surf coach yeah. or retreat and, and discuss where you're at and your standard. And it's been a label that's been given to you and assigned to you by yourself and others. Well, mainly just yourself, yeah. let's be frank. Yeah. Um, now the downside in it, and that's, so that's a good thing. That can, that can get you a good starting place. Yeah. We're thinking of board choice, where do you want to go surf around the world? Like who do you want to surf with? Yeah. And It's not a bad place to have... It's not necessarily a fully bad thing having that label, beginner, intermediate, advanced, etc. But the detriment and the downside is... It can end up skewing with the joy that you could experience from the growth that could take place in your surfing if you were able to let go of it. Massively. Because if you think you're advanced, when you're not. And then there's someone trying to help you with barrel riding, but you won't take the advice yeah. because you think you're already there. But actually, they can spot something you're not doing. Well, then you're not going to grow. Yeah. And you're not going to get the deepest barrel of your life. And that is a genuine skill. Let's take barrel riding just as itself. Barrel riding takes unbelievable commitment and skill. Um, And if you can't have someone watch from the beach and go, dude, you are nowhere near deep enough. And when you're stalling your tail pad, I'm talking stall. You say you're stalling at the moment. We're having this conversation. But if you look at the footage here, I want you jamming on the pad and actually almost looking back into the bowl a little bit before you then stall for the next section, that's going to get you barreled. Because yeah. you said, you, you know, you came in reckon you, you got barreled. At most, it was an ankle barrel. It was a shouldery yeah. barrel. And that's fine. If you're happy with that, that's fine. Listen, it's all about the feeling in the end anyway. What the hell does it matter? Exactly. But I'm going to ask you as the coach, do you want to get deep in the barrel? Like really see yeah. the barrel from the back and see the view and pump through the barrel. And the, and the, often the answer, yeah, I do. Yeah. As if you, so if you do, here's what you got to do. And so I think it really takes an honest appraisal of your of of, of your sort of where you're at. I think what people want to do, what what, what should sure we do as well is not downplay yourself either. Yeah. Not understate it either, because actually then that can do you just a, just as much a disservice. Oh, and you can say you could say to the coaches, "Oh no, no, I'm not very really good. Yeah. No, I'm a bit crap I'm not true." And actually miss out on really pumping waves that
1: you could surf. Well, that's where you get biblical. You say, don't hide your light under a bushel. Very good. Um, now, for me, this is where the mindful surfer starts to intertwine with the life, really, because, you know, surf is life, and life is surf, and all that, and the metaphors that you can draw, you can, you can pretty much stretch a line direct from analogy to analogy. And, yep. and you know, it always comes back to, to, for me then, Will, with this idea that how do you take what you're learning in that surfing world, and all of the great stuff that comes from that to get barreled in life and the same shit applies it's not very difficult you you have to be raw and honest with yourself and admit where you are and where you want to get to and take you know advice from trusted coaches
0: well said my friend there we go Love that. Now, that was a hell of a philosopher's corner, wasn't it? That was an intro and That was as
1: heavy as the wave I took on the head yesterday. That
0: was heavy. Um, Selling number two, the mindful surfer. Just a couple of moments to engage in your deep breathing to raise awareness of your mind. So take a breath in through your nose. And breathe out. And breathe in. And breathe out. Breath in, breath out. What I want you to do now is pay real attention to what you can see in front of you as you breathe. So rather than just taking the view on autopilot mode, take it in with a bit of focus, just while you take deep breaths. Have a couple of deep breaths and just really take in what you can see. Good work, guys. Um, Liam, to you, what
1: is mindfulness? Well, I mean, that's the eternal question, isn't it, really? Is what is mindfulness? But I think it, it and I don't want to be influenced by the things that I sort of we've spoken about with, or um, even the books that. Uh, may or may not have read on this because I kind of almost don't immerse myself too much in the uh, theory of uh, mindfulness other than in some of the um, kind of philosophies of giving yourself uh, time and space from your thoughts, being in the moment, um, really not allowing yourself to be two things. One is too caught up in the past or rather not caught up in the past at all. And that deep practice of allowing or not um, getting worried or concerned or anxious about a future that has not unfolded. So mindfulness really, and I I always struggle to distill it completely um, into a very sort of short word because it's personal to everybody, but really it's the creation of space, away from thoughts and a place almost away from time where you're living in a non sort of clock watching world, but you're happy in that because you are or happier in that because you're appreciative of everything that the here and now is. That's what surfing does more than
0: anything. I think is, Remind us of the timeless universe yep. that we live in and that you are an infinite being mm. who came from a place called forever, whatever that is, and will go back to the same, whatever that is. And when you're dancing down the lip of a wave, there's um, absolutely nothing, nothing else. It's just wonderful. And that's the experience we're all after. And it reminds us to remain lighthearted and playful and relaxed and don't take it too seriously and just all the good stuff. Um, But like we've discussed many, many times, um, you've got to put some seriousness into that process to get to those moments too. There's a really interesting thing when surfers say, oh, I don't care. I'm just going to surf and, yeah, whatever. And that's great. Listen. If that brings you flow, that's totally fine. But for me, um, being quite serious about my health, nutrition, training, where I surf, what boards I ride, who I surf with, being, and, and I say serious, let's just use the word mindful. That's the one. Being mindful of my nutrition, mindful of who I surf with, mindful of where I surf, what boards I ride. That's the real word, is that when you put that investment in, the return is well... Worth it, yeah, and and believe me, it's not paved with perfection. I, I think that the idea that you know every surf you have is going to be amazing is is, is a bit of a fallacy. Um, but again, what's so unique about surfing and what's so wonderful is most are pretty special, yep. and even if it is a foot to crumbling whatever, you can still get so much return for your investment unlike other sports and i think you know this what's interesting i've i've drawn the parallels recently haven't i with, yeah, with other sports i've been playing a lot of cricket of late and if you're listening to this in a part of the world where the word cricket means nothing to you other than a little creature that makes a funny noise on the floor a very a very nostalgic noise by the way mm. when you're in the tropics it's a lovely background yeah. noise isn't it when you hear the crickets making that screeching sort of slightly strange noise but it's a lovely sound when you're having a bonfire and you're out you know late evening uh, you know reminiscing on the waves that you've surfed that day and whatever but um but i've been playing cricket uh, as a sport and you hit the ball with a bat and you get given points now the thing with that is that's a very finite game it's 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 got a hell of a lot of structure in it you got a lot of right and wrong good bad it's it's very it's a lot of black and white <laughs> And a lot of failure. Mostly, shall we say, Um, there's a famous quote about cricket, which is cricket is a game of failure. Ultimately, the whole game is set about the premise of failing. So you're going to (laughs) fail. And what's been interesting with it to my ego in how it relates back to surfing is I haven't enjoyed that. I haven't enjoyed failing because I've been quite good at surfing. Um, but what's unique about surfing, and why I'd encourage anyone listening to this to just keep pursuing surfing as a sport, just despite injuries, despite lack of time, despite lack of money, sometimes whatever it might be getting in the way, the reason why you must, must, must keep going with it is because, unlike all sports I've played, I've played a lot and done a lot of different hobbies and sports. When you fail in surfing, you just get back up and go again. You fall off, you get back up, you go again. So as long as you have a persistent attitude and a good fitness
1: level that you work on outside of the ocean, you are going to get great returns on your investment. Yeah. And it allows you to do two things. So the, those finite games, they, they they dwell on the failures or the successes of the past. And they, and, and they often worry about the failures or successes of the future. And so we rarely, you ever, during the game, apart from the players on the pitch sometimes, but when you're in the arena of contact, sometimes they get that flow. But a lot of the time, there's a lot of forward-looking and backward-looking things that go with it. Whereas surfing, we go on about this Jerry Lopez thing all the time, where it just opens the back door into sort of the here and now, and you're on. But I think the other thing, and I I was sort of, you know, talking about not really reading too much literature on mindfulness necessarily, apart from things like Eckhart Tolle, but I I was looking at New Earth the other day, as I've been talking about for a while, and... He made a really good point about the fact that with things like surfing, if you really sort of distill what it is, it's often not that you're getting joy from the surf. You yourself are putting joy into that exercise. And and then there's a rebound. It's like a vibration frequency, isn't it? So because you go into it with a heart full of joy because of everything it is, you get back the heart full of joy from the session, the the surf, whatever. And the two things do this, then this magical dance. And so if you can learn, i have trying, I'm trying to work out how I put this into other areas of my life. But if you can work out how that happens and then try and apply that emission of joy, even into the most mundane, boring tasks or things that previously you go, oh, my God, I've got to go and do that. Then you, you may find that there's a vibrational return that gives you a lift as well, whatever that might be. It's the matrix. Yeah. There's a, another
0: dimension. Um, that we don't know but yet we also know kind of we get clues don't we little signs and there'll be many number a number 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 of times in your life whether you're aware of this or not at the expense of sounding arrogant here in saying this but this isn't because I then know that what the universe is about but I just that that that, that I've had too many signs to not been given those clues and read too much literature and, and people like Joda Spencer on quantum quantum the quantum realm that that when I've been in a high vibe, things happen. And things click and waves come to you. You don't have to go to them and shit just happens. And when then you're not, <laughs> nothing clicks. You step in dog shit. You trip, or you trip and hurt your ankle. You go to snap on your board and you bump your nose. You seem to no matter what wave you go for it falls into a fat burger and doesn't work and you know the list goes on and the 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 question becomes when you know your vibe is off and you know you're not attracting that good stuff anymore you've not become a magnet anymore to good stuff you become a bit of a magnet to some difficult shit stuff how do you get back Mm. and because we tend to dip in and dip out and dip in and dip out and dip in and dip out the way to get back is to never force getting back. But to allow the lower vibration to be what it is. Lower vibrations, lower feelings, negative feelings, they pass 10, 100, 1,000, 10,000 times more quickly when we allow them to be there. And they last 100, 1,000, 10,000 times longer when we try to get rid of them. And it's why talking about your deeper feelings is so important. Because that is so much of how we get that energy moving again because you start to as you start to discuss what's going on either in the surf out the surf life in general who knows what you're letting it pass you're letting it come out or you do your deep breathing you do your mindfulness work just what this so much of this show is about and that brings it back to but what you don't do is ever force it back that's the, that's the absolute key um, I must say this though I try and force it back all the time yeah come on you <laughs> human <laughs> yeah time baby i'll be out surfing and i'm getting yeah. nothing and nothing and nothing and no matter where i paddle there's nothing there there's nothing there and about 25 minutes later i'm like where are my thoughts at i'm being quite negative yeah. here and my thoughts have been negative and i'm getting pissed yeah. and i'm getting tired and i'm starting to go well i've got to go into soon i haven't even had any waves uh there's too many people in the water You can start to see why you keep attracting the same
1: old shit if you're in that space. Well, and because we're human, all of us listening to this show and talking about surfing, that you will inevitably make human mistakes, as you've described them as well. And and that, you know, you you can... Almost you create a problem for ourselves by calling ourselves mindful surfers because you can't be mindful all of the time. And my very patient wife will often say, you a bit angry today for a mindful (laughs) server. Because we get stressed, we get anxious, we get angry. We say occasionally unkind things. It's just part and parcel of being a a human being on this big space rock that we're clinging to. It's the
0: same as last week when I got out in cricket um, via something called a run out. And did my mindfulness disappear for that next 25 minutes or what? And uh, call call yourself a a mindfulness coach when you're sat on the sideline doing woe me, and 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 acting like a ten year old boy. We're all human, and we 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 do silly shit. But all you got to do is spot that you've done it and forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. That is the key. Mm -hmm. Forgive yourself. We're all going to be pissy at times. We're all going to have moments like forgive yourself. There's only one person in the universe that can offer you as much love and kindness as you can, and it's to you and yourself. And so you must be that love to yourself first, and then everything else flows. Um, We move on on to segment number three, uh, Mind, Body, Stoke, things that Liam and I have been doing with our minds and bodies to raise the stoke. Now, we were out surfing a week ago, me and a mate, and... I was sort of grovelling on my grovel board, which is a lot of you know is a puddle jumper, which is tremendous fun. I had the quad set in and it was really fast and it was loose and it was getting into ways a little earlier as quads do because you haven't got that trailing centre fin. So it's a real nice flowing vibe to the whole session. And then that's about an hour in, um, starting to get really tired, fatigued. I'd been playing a lot of sport the previous day um and it was a sunday and you're feeling a bit lazy on a sunday i don't know what that is but it seems to be that sunday's a sunday sunday you're in that kind of sunday vibe and my mate goes oh mate should we have a little swap over?" yeah i was like, yeah sure thing because i wasn't having the greatest time that like that i'd had the first half hour was great loads of energy the next half hour I was sort of surfing okay it wasn't really as present my mind was a bit drifting because i was a bit tired and whatever i jumped on his nsp uh, eight six. it's got a little bit of nose rocker in it, a lot of tail lift, it's very light, it's got these rubbery fins. It's not a foamy, mm-hmm. but it is considered a fun board. It's like a Mal type shape. And these were quite good waves too. It wasn't just like one foot. These were like three to four foot waves um, peeling down the line. And I had a blast. And the thing it did was it boosted my confidence because my snap is not my strong point. And particularly on weaker waves on smaller waves, I, I struggle with my snap. It's a sort of slow, lumbering thing. I think some people saw it. They might go, no, you don't. You, you, you're taken off under the pocket. Fine. But for me, you just know yourself, don't you? I, I know it's my work, my biggest work on. And because you're on a bigger board, you're in five times sooner. You're up quicker. You set your line earlier. And I was just relaxed and having a good time and doing these really long, gentle cutbacks, but completing them way better than I was on my groveler. So the insight for me was it, how much sometimes we just need to slow our surfing down, calm it down, just soothe it a little bit, control it, get, get back to precision as opposed to power and, let, and, then, and then work on power having been precise do you know what I mean I think what we yeah, surf as we yeah. do is we try and go to power before precision yeah. as opposed to work on precision first go towards a more powerful well, and precise turn so it's it's that it's it's go for a bit of like okay execute this fully this turn on a mal you know jump on that mal mid length longboard and you so which is me you're gonna you're gonna have to slow it down and in doing so improve your surfing you hundred percent
1: completely What's your thing on longer boards? You, you've, you've kind of been a bit hit and miss haven't you? Well, I'm, I'm not the tallest uh, guy in the lineup, so I quite like shorter boards. Um, I find them easier to deal with, from uh, everything from duck diving to paddling. I enjoy the feeling. I've surfed longer boards. And the time I've surfed your like, long boards, I don't really get loads out of it. And um, I like my 7.0 mid-length Luke Young. That's a great board on, on its day. Um, but but actually, I, I, I switched between the Luke Short, which is 6.2, uh, the six o Puddle, and actually my fun summer board, which is a 5.10 Mick Fanning soft, soft top. And I used that, actually, uh, the other day in Saunton. After I mean, I got up later than you, so I was caught in a snarl-up, as they've been calling them. I think that's all I went up to see, really, was these sort of famous traffic jams on the north coast. But, um, yeah, I, I kind of I err on the side of smaller and and to the point i was making earlier on is that i kind of where i'm at with my surfing want to keep surfing the same or the similar boards in order to kind of progress where i want to get to and then i'll have a i'll have a look at it i mean i did always think that by the time i got to my mid to late 40s where i am now i would kind of be much more in the sort of mid to long board category um but it shows you i think with training and nutrition as we're doing (laughs) Uh, and and learning you can open your eyes to a long much longer surfing on on a a short board and i'm still learning on a shorter board but i I love it i love it 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 suits my physiology i think it's really good yeah Yeah. you do you snap really well on a board i
0: mean your snap is ridiculous when we were in the gym the other night and you were doing those drills on the floor it's it's nuts how quickly you get up to your feet from from your hip um, and like we have discussed many times, that that will and almost certain aid your your bigger wave process yeah. massively because um, it's great. You, you, what you have worked on though uh, as well is your weakness. Yeah. So the legs are getting stronger. I've been doing that, and I think as your legs get stronger, you'll find yourself being able to move a bigger board. Yeah. Around a bit, a little, a bit yeah. easier. I think because I'm bigger. I'm 92, 93 kilos, so almost 15 stone, yeah. six foot two. So that I, I find it quite straightforward to move around yeah. a bigger board because it's yeah. just, I'm very I'm much heavier. Um, but everyone's got the boards they like. Yeah, that's the way it works, isn't that's it? True, dude. And that's... you have got to be authentic about it. Yeah. No matter f- what fucker you ride, uh, you know. Uh, uh, and the five I...
1: foot to ten foot, whatever you want to ride, ride it and enjoy uh, it. However, you're sort of skimming along the energy of the wave. Whether you're on the uh, those inflatable mats, uh, the, the the plywood uh, belly boards that uh, I've just picked up, one of those a body board. The bodyboard board guy's are having amazing fun. Or or up so, you know, ride what you ride and enjoy it. Um, I did. Did I'm, you even just say a sup then, dude? I did because I'm a ooh, mindful surfer. Oh, that's big. Because I've seen some incredibly mindful <laughs> surfing. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's recently, um, f- fair play to the guys. We have actually yest- we- yesterday in big surf. Yes. they were ripping and they were hugely mindful. Us. Really mindful. It just shows you when you know what you're doing. You. I mean, we're talking about that. Those guys can get out the back by sort of paddling over the white water and the waves. So that they've got the core and the leg strength. To control themselves in any conditions, and I think you know when you watch people like Tom Hewitt uh, supping, that power goes really well on a sup, but the, the, the control they have means they're super safe in all all conditions. But um, the board I really love for the summer vibes is that Mick Fanning. I mean, it's been great, super board, such a cool board. Yeah, um, and happy and happy birthday Mick Fanning, by the way. It's his birthday last week. How old is forty? Whoa, yeah, yeah,
0: I think so. Yeah, big four oh. Shit, big big Mick four oh. If you keep working on your fitness and your diet and you get to bed on time and you do all the basics, you know, you masturbate enough. Oh god you, god. you you trim your poops a, a good amount of times because yeah. you do not want to get your poops stuck <laughs> in your wetsuit. <laughs> that is a big deal in your forties. Like seriously, you do not Mick Mick is trimmed down there. Believe me. I mean boardies do, that's that's another whole ball oh, game. No. But listen, honestly. But
1: same, if you stay I was gonna say you take care of yourself, you can have longevity. Well, that's what I was gonna say. If, serious note, you know, if I look at people like uh, well, the obvious one, like Kelly Slater and Peter Mell and all of these uh, guys who are, and led. I mean, come on. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the if I got into half the shape of these guys by the time I'm their age, I, I would be, I'd be absolutely thrilled. By the way, can I tell you a little funny story before we go into the next section? It better be fun. I felt I had to bring this up because if anybody saw me on Saunton uh, Beach on... Uh... Was it Sunday last week? Because I was in, you guys had gone on a Dorney and rightly so because you missed the traffic and I didn't. I went a little bit later because I was having a nice family day out because I'm a good human and I wanted to involve my children in surfing. And because we're talking about healthy eating and not including too much <laughs> <Yeah>. sugar, in everybody's <laughs> yeah. food. Yeah. My very wonderful wife had bought some sweets that she thought were a little bit less uh, toxic to the kids system. And they did look like pretty herbly kind of non-stevia kind of base sweets. But it turns out they're quite laxative-focused sweets. And it says on the back of the packet... <laughs>
0: laxative They're focused. laxative. I just
1: hear that laxative-focused. That's, yeah. f- That's what these things do for you. So uh, I, we get there, we set up, it's a bloody hot day. I think, oh, I'll just go in, it's crowded, I'm on the McFanning. <laughs> Does anybody mind if I just go? I'll just go and have an hour in the play around in the surf. But and I'm there and I'm thinking, now the kid's happy on the beach. Well, they'll be suited up when I come out. We'll go in and have a surf. And I walk back from my surf, having had a great time. The sun's shining, energy's high. I've obviously done something to appease the surf gods and the sun gods and the universe is shining a great light on me. But I must have done something bad that week because I get back to the beach and it's like a scene from some sort of horror film. <laughs> Because if you read the small print on the back of these uh, packet of sweets, it says, do not exceed more than 10 sweets in about a four-hour period. And my eldest and my youngest have nailed at least 20 each (laughs) in about 40 minutes. So they're... (gasps) My poor wife had been to the Saunton car park toilets with them both several times while I was enjoying myself in the seaside. So, So to say we made a stressful and fairly sharp exit from the beach, very hot and bothered, Life would be is, an understatement.
0: <laughs> <laughs> life is very good at humbling us. Post Stoke, yeah. I swear to God, it happens every day in surfers' lives. Yeah. You've had the surf of your yeah. life. You want to come back to your partner, yeah. honey? I did this and that happened, and did and then she says the dog died, yeah. you know, or yeah. something, you know, or the ki- the kids have shat the bed, or you know, oh, by the way, there was this like giant yeah. bill that we've got to pay, and you yeah. and you just go. hmm yeah universe keeping you humble yeah you know and it's it's i it, uh, did talking about the poo thing i i am um, it's very similar you know just be careful what you eat be careful what you eat when you're in bali or anywhere around the tropics as my buddy's like mate the street food's been great get it down your street food go on street food he was forcing it on me for i was like no mate i am not touching street food i'm sticking to restaurant food I know it's boring, but I'm going to get my steak and chips and I'm going to stick to all my rice and curry from a restaurant. Oh, a bit of nasi Goreng. Nasi Goreng, yeah, Ooh. baby. Epic. And then he's like, no, go on, go on, go So we're in Kuta, of all places, you know, about as, you know, a bacteria breeding ground as you can get on the universe. And, and, and he, um, he goes, go on, have this meal. Uh, okay, fine. So we have these satay sticks. Bit of rice, something, something, and I'm like, um, something's not right about this. But I'll just neck it down. I'm hungry. We've been surfing, so I'm eating this this food, and okay, no big deal. And it's like you, you know, within 20 minutes, just in the t- just these the little bubbles. You get the bubbles, you know, just a, ooh, 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 oh, 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 oh,
1: That's that's quick. 20 minutes, really? Like somebody turning on Hot. the wave pool. <laughs> Half an hour later,
0: poo number one. 10 hours later, 12 poos. Like, mm. it's just ridiculous. It kicks in. This barley belly kicks in. It got so bad. I thought it'd pass the next day. I went through a whole 24 hours of, of not holding even down water. I could not hold down anything. And it had got, gotten so bad. I thought it had passed the next day. We went to Jim Barham Beach, we, where as many people listening to the show will know, in Bali, it's a wonderful little beach you can go to in the evenings to get... This really special evening where they put out all the tables. I'm sure yeah. you've been there on the beach, and it's a very barley experience. You 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 order your shellfish from the from from the counter, and you get it you know served on the beach. Anyway, it's all very fun. And this guy was selling uh, chili corn on the side, corn on the cob. And I went, yeah, go on. I think I'm ready for some food, so I I, I grabbed a chili corn and I took about a, a, a mouthful. Come, <coughs> tweet corn in the mouth. And immediately, I clenched my bum hole. <laughs> I mean, I'm not kidding. Liam, I swear, transit time of about four seconds. Swallowing, clench. What is going on?
1: Over, sweet corn.
0: R- running over to the toilet like John Wayne, knees rubbing together, walking very, very strangely, get to the toilet, sit down, and three or four sweet corn pellets come flying out. Now, that, if that isn't diarrhoea from eating dodgy street food, I do not know what is. Well, you're not um, invited back to Bali anytime soon. I ain't soon. getting invited back to Bali, that's for sure. God, um, oh, goodness me! That was serious, Darby. Do, do you have anything you want to share left on mind, body, stoke? Do you uh, other on, than, the, on the body stuff?
1: Other than the continuing pursuit of eating real food. Yes, this has been your latest thing, has not it? The latest thing. Although I did fall off the wagon because I did an epic day surfing yesterday. Came back, great session with the the local um, nippers and the and the surf lifesaving crew, and then some beers and a, a little bit of a fire on the beach. Uh, last night, but while the beers were going uh, down on the beach last night, I did go back to my old favourite, a few of the crispy, crispy crisps. But hey, listen, sometimes you just got to get off the wagon, and back on it again. There you go. Um, but broadly speaking, as I said last week, just experimenting. I'll keep you posted on this, but just re- you know, reducing all my exposure to um, industrial seed oils in processed foods, and trying to pursue eating a much, which has been quite good anyway but uh, but but really pushing harder towards this completely whole food diet. It's really good, dude. And the thing is with whole food, you're cooking from
0: scratch, is you're bringing down overall yep. your inflammation. And inflammation, as we discussed last week, is really based on, a, on, on three kind of main factors, at least that I've researched in my reading of literature on these things, as well as practicing as a mind and body uh, coach. And it is omega-6, sugar, and stress. And if you can get those three down, then your bathtub of inflammation is going to drop down and, and injuries, mood, energy levels, sleep quality, sex drive, muscular power performance, muscle building repair, list goes on and on is going to go up and yeah, up and up 100%. even if, even if you're aging because we're all aging, even as oh, you're cheeky you're what, what you're aging? Even as you get older, and uh, the omega six one is the most subtle one. People are normally unaware of the sugar's more obvious one now. For people, they get oh yeah, sugar. Yeah. Let's get let's get the, the fizzy drinks out, the, the fruit juices out. Let's get the excessive fruit out, the sweets out, the chocolates, the sugar in general out as much as we can. Um, and stress, obviously, let's try and be more mindful and get more sleep and a bit, have a bit more rest and all that good stuff if you can. But this mega 6 one's a really subtle one. It's in mm-hmm. processed food. Mm-hmm. Hydrogenated vegetable fats and um, things like rapeseed oil mm-hmm. and sunflower oil and the things that, they, that, that are used to, you know, make cheap biscuits, crisps, crackers, sweets, um, you know, frozen pizzas, you know, things that are basically shop, Bought, process. Yeah. and so it is, that, it is that it's a really old adage. But just when you eat from scratch, you're probably gonna be all right. Yeah, it's not not difficult. It, yeah,
1: told you, but just me. But anyway, final segment number four. Surf media, you want to keep show? Bien sûr, monsieur. Permettez-moi de parler français une seconde. Ah. Who the fuck is this? Je veux recommander a French series that. You can probably get globally. Um, It's on, if you're in the UK, BBC, iPlayer. It's called La Dernière Vague, The Last Wave. And it is a sort of, is it surf media? Yes, because it's got surfing in it. It's a beach town. It's a cross between like a bit of stranger things meets kind of surfing, supernatural vibes. But you know when you're kind of cruising stuff and you want to watch some long form entertainment and all the things that have been recommended. I just saw this little clip weirdly at the corner of my eye as I did with the Baywatch channel but this is much more highbrow than Baywatch channel <laughs> and we watched that at home over the course of the last few nights and binged it and it was really watchable great really good well really done good. to the team that put that together looking so forward to seeing check it check it out good stuff oh guys very quickly ah go. yeah happy birthday to Mick Fanning happy birthday to Clayton at Ombi. ah and good June being a very good birth for surfers Carl Baker as well it was his birthday in June kyle kyle happy birthday Baker. his instagram at
0: kb, KB
1: Photovid.
0: vid one of our local hero videographer photo phot- photographer yeah and is an absolute legend great surfer great guy kyle if you're listening big shout out buddy and, uh, and guys
1: thanks for listening to an unedited episode hope the sound was good see you next week cheers Bye.